Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts right now. I think Mueller is a true never-Trumper. He's somebody that dislikes Donald Trump. I think he's totally conflicted because, as you know, he wanted to be the FBI director, and I said no. As you know, I had a business dispute with him after he left the FBI. We had a business dispute. Uh, not a nice one. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy with what I did. Russia didn't help me at all. Russia, if anything, I think helped the other side. I should probably turn on my microphone if I'm going to talk. That was, uh, that was Donald Trump. Hey, what's up? It's the Marque Show. I'm Marque. It's Thursday. And that was Donald Trump speaking just outside the White House, as he likes to do, reacting to the Mueller report from yesterday, which a lot of other people are reacting to. We have a man. We have a ton. We have a ton of open mic messages. We have a ton of reaction from people all over. Nancy, when we talked about this, I mentioned it as soon as as soon as this thing ended yesterday, we had we had the Mueller. Uh, we had the Mueller statement at 11 a.m. Precisely. We had another hour of conversation i said look there's going to be democrats all over the world right now searching diligently for a camera and a microphone and they didn't have to search too hard because nancy pelosi happened to be on stage in front of a camera and a microphone and a very very democratic and liberal audience that was applauding her every word jerry nadler had a press conference uh sarah huckabee sanders was wandering around outside the white house of course everybody else that you could think about Everybody, everyone, Giuliani was on the phone. Everyone was starting to sit there. Or was they getting out in front of this? And they were commenting on the Mueller report, on the Mueller uh, statement from yesterday, what it meant for the president. And a lot of people, uh, inclu- the president included, not happy about it this morning. Not happy about it this morning. Some of the things that people were, uh, some of the people, things that uh, you know, most people were reacting to, of course, um, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and Jerry Nadler, they all talked about the one comment where Mueller said he would have said if the president was innocent. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Which is really weird because that's not the special prosecutor's job. The special prosecutor's job is to say, hey, we have evidence that the president may be guilty. You can't have evidence of innocence. There's no such thing as as evidence of innocence. Either you did something or you didn't do it. And if there's no evidence that you did it, then you're innocent. It's never been a prosecutor's job to proclaim innocence of anybody, whether they were committed of, uh, convicted of a crime or not. But but Nancy Pelosi and, and Jerry Nadler and everyone else, they were 
they were just all fired up and really excited about it. Here's Jerry Nadler talking about things. He looked healthier, but he didn't pass out. That was always good. When Jerry Nadler gives a speech and he doesn't pass out in the middle of it, you know that uh, he's on the upswing. Special Counsel Mueller reaffirmed his report. It found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system, that the Trump campaign benefited from Russian interference, that Trump and those around him repeatedly welcomed Russia's support, and that throughout the subsequent investigation, Trump sought to obstruct Mueller time and time again. I'm sorry, I have to call BS on this one because I didn't see anything in the 400-page Mueller report that said that Russia helped Donald Trump specifically and that the Trump campaign actually welcomed their assistance because if you read the report and if you look at the evidence of which there's none, none of that actually happened. Yes, Russia interfered with the election. We know that. Yes, Russia tried to sway the vote. Yes, Russia hacked into Hillary's servers and, and Russia worked with WikiLeaks and Julian Assange to get information out there that could be helpful to the Trump campaign. But there's no evidence. Not one. Not one witness gave testimony. Not one document was shown. In fact, there's evidence to the contrary that the Trump campaign worked with Russia in doing so. And that was one of the biggest failures of the office of uh, the special counsel. Now, Donald Trump, like I said, he's very upset. He's very upset about Mueller. He never really liked Mueller, didn't hire him for the FBI. And then lo and behold, this guy gets put in charge of investigating crimes. Think about this. Think about how this report because this is all I could think about. I was driving home yesterday. I was mulling it over. I was mullering it over <laughs> in my head. I was listening to the quote. Uh, Rush was playing him over and over again. They were all over the news. And I'm listening to it. And I'm thinking to myself, here's a guy who could. I mean, really, you have to think that 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 Bob Mueller, as long as he's been in Washington and, and all the everything that he knows, the CIA wanting to work for the FBI, being a special counsel, being a liberal operative. I mean, this guy had the power. OK, he had the power to do whatever he wanted to the president. He could have continued to investigate. He could have found some other witnesses. He could have waited until the Democrats paid off witnesses the way they always do, the way they did with my buddy Herman Cain, everyone else. You could have just he could have sat back and waited until the smoking gun to bring down the Trump administration popped up, whether it was real or 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 totally fabricated. But he didn't do that because he he basically threw in the towel and said, look, guys, I've looked, I've searched. I can't find anything. I can't do it. Think about how upsetting this is. Think about how think about this. Think about how innocent the Trump campaign actually is as a result of this. You have a guy, a sworn enemy of the president. You have a guy who has uh, Donald Trump pointed out been litigious with the president. You have an entire party backing this guy. You have a deputy uh, you have a deputy uh, attorney general who's a huge fan of this guy. You have the entire FBI, the CIA, the uh, the uh, courts in New York. You have everybody working tirelessly around the clock to get all of your allies to turn on you, Manafort and Cohen and everybody else. You have unlimited funds, millions and millions of dollars, no timetable whatsoever. Everybody that you work with tells you you cannot fire this guy. You have to just wait it out. And this guy finds nothing. This guy, nobody wanted to find evidence more than Bob Mueller and the Democratic Party. And they didn't. And they couldn't. And even now, the last chance he has when he's closing his office, even now, the last thing that he says on the way out the door is, this is it. The report is the report. There's nothing else. If you call me to testify, I got nothing. I am spit. 
I tried, okay? I turned over every rock. I looked in every crevice. I stuck my hand up in every crack and I looked for something that was gonna that was gonna break Donald Trump's back. Didn't find it. I hired an army of liberal mercenaries, Clinton attorneys, Democratic National Committee attorneys, Obama attorneys. I went in and I found the most lecherous liberal litigators I on the planet. And they couldn't find a thing. This is this is the most innocent person in the entire world. And yet they're still talking about impeaching him. With respect to impeachment question at this point, all options are on the table and nothing should be ruled out. Yeah, nothing should look. All options are on the table. Well, except the fact that we don't have any proof of any wrongdoing. We don't have the proof that he colluded. We don't have proof that he obstructed. We have an attorney general who says he didn't do either. And we also have a special prosecutor who refuses now. This is the other thing, too. Bob Mueller, on the way out the door, said, I wrote down my entire testimony. This report is my testimony to Donald Trump in this investigation. This report is my testimony. And if you call me in front of Congress, it's a waste of time because I will just say what's in the report. Read the report. It's all right here. You've had it for two months. Read the report. Everything I know is in the report. Read the report. And that report has been has been combed through and gone over and broken down and discussed and debated for two months now. And yet there's still there's still talk of impeachment and there's still talk of calling Mueller up in front of Congress, even though he says there is nothing else. There's nothing in the report. There's nothing else besides the report. It seems like it seems like when Donald Trump tweeted yesterday, hey, case closed, it really was. But of course, when you're dealing with a Democratic Party who is hell bent on doing in the sitting president of the United States, I mean, Jerry Nadler said it best. Nothing's off the table. With respect to impeachment question at this point, all options are on the table. Yeah. And nothing should be ruled out. Nothing should be ruled out at all. Unless, of course, I have another heart attack and have to get uh, all the way in an ambulance. 855-765-1045. Listen, we ought to get it. God, how do we take a break already? Oh, we got a ton of people watching on Facebook. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to share and like and comment. We've got a bunch of people on Twitch. If you want to get in. Couple ways to do it. Call us up, 855-765-1045, or leave us an open mic message by recording it in the free News 104.5 mobile app. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back. the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. So much reaction coming in from Mueller's comments yesterday, which you heard live on this program. Uh, we brought them to you right at 11 a.m. And then we talked. It was amazing. We had so much instant reaction. Then we then we really kind of got to look into it, got more detail. We heard Donald Trump talk about it today. We heard uh, everybody talk about it yesterday. Pelosi and Nadler and Giuliani weighed in. And, oh, Chuck Schumer had this, which I find to be a really interesting comment. This report is a wake-up call. We must get Right on the horse, Johnny on the pony, and do everything we can to Wait. stop Russia from interfering in the 2020 election. Because it's clear as a bell they did in 2016. Wait, what did Johnny on the pony? Johnny on the pony. What, is, what even does that even mean? Johnny, you know what? It, this is clear. He, I, what Bob Mueller said yesterday was uh, Johnny on the pony. Johnny on the pony. We've got to get... We've got to get. Get on the horse. I don't know. I, was, I lived in New York for a long time. I never heard that. That's not like a New York thing. So uh, Johnny on the spot, I've heard. You know, Johnny, Johnny, 
uh, Johnny, like, like, get your adverbs here? No, that's different. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is uh, Steve in Jacksonville. Steve, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. You had some reaction as well yesterday when you were listening to Bob Mueller's uh, statement. Well, first of all, you already mentioned the fact that it's not the prosecutor's job to prove guilt. I mean, prove innocence. It's his job to find guilt. Correct, correct. Second of all, one of the things I don't understand that's been bothering me for a long time is in regards to the Clinton email hacking and all that stuff. First of all, the uh, Russian uh, interference in the election, Obama was in office when all that was going on. Why didn't he do anything? He knew about it. Why didn't he do anything? Second of all, the, with the ha- hacking thing, is everybody, oh, yeah, they shouldn't have done it. They, you know, blah, 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 cost her the election, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, is if she hadn't made comments or text messages to and from people in her accounts that were negative, that wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. No, yeah, they, yeah, they would have been, you know, yeah, they shouldn't have done it and all that kind of stuff. And, and But the fact is, she's the one that brought herself down by making the comments and text messages that she made. All they did was expose what she said. Look, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Chris Cuomo yesterday on CNN. And Steve, I appreciate the call. Chris Cuomo yesterday made this point. And it was actually as much as I despise the guy and as much as he's just, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A ginormous tool. Uh, as much as I listen to him and my voice, you know, my my my, my back just cringes because he's he's just perpetuating these myths and lies about the president. He brought up a really good point and something that we should all agree on. And that is that the Russians interfered with the election and that they are probably going to do it again. And that that was the focus. I mean, that was the focus, the number one focus of this whole thing that came up yesterday. The number one for the reason that the Mueller investigation even started was because the Russians interfered with the election. And that is that is exactly the point of everything. The Democrats are the ones that took it and ran with it. They are the ones that bastardized it. All right. They're the ones that, that misrepresent. It. I mean, here's Mueller again in his own words. And I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election multiple systematic efforts by the russians to interfere in our election and he is trying to stress to everybody maybe that's what we should be focused on instead of chasing down donald trump who once again had no uh, obstruction charges brought against him no collusion charges no evidence of any and there's only the 442 pages that Mueller has 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 already published that are going to prove that or disprove it And again, it's not his job to say he's innocent. It's his job to say if he's guilty. And he didn't say that. And the absence of guilt in this country means that you are innocent. 855-765-1045. Chris Cuomo, by the way, it's interesting to me. He's so people get so flabbergasted by these comments and by trying to uh, infiltrate your to um, trying to, uh, you know, figure out how to how to uh, keep the president at bay or how to how to. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But he started this was his explanation of what happened with Mueller yesterday. Conflicting thoughts and double and triple negatives about what Mueller was not allowed to do and what he didn't say about what he would do if he didn't have to. It makes it crystal clear. Johnny on the pony. 855-765-1045. Gary in Jacksonville. How are you, Gary? Doing all right. How about yourself? Doing great, man. What'd you want to say? I heard all this information. Everybody's talking about Donald Trump and all, but I, I made, he, Mueller made it clear yesterday that nobody's talking about it, that the Russian received the information off of the email server that Hillary was Clinton was using while Secretary of State. 
So he did point out and prove that she, that they got information from her, but not talking about the top secret and the, the clearance information that they did, they had to have gotten also. Yeah, it's not that nobody's talking about it. It's that nobody who has a multi or a major media outlet is talking about it. You're you're not going to hear that when you turn on the television news or when you go into whatever blog or this person's Twitter or whatever. I mean, this has been the central issue from forever ago. The fact that the Russians were able to hack into Hillary's email servers, the fact that she had offsite email servers that she was using for her for her her role as Secretary of State, the thirty three thousand email. I mean, this is not new stuff. This this is all old stuff. And now that Bob Mueller is reiterating, hey, there's a problem. The Russians can get to our stuff. You think that you got a you think you got a firewall? You think we're safe? We ain't safe. They hacked into two databases of, of voter information right here in Florida. Oh, by the way, we're not going to tell you which counties, but two counties were infiltrated by the Russians. They're spreading all this fake news everywhere. They are they are infiltrating this system and that, they're hacking into the DNC computers. The Russians, man, they are on it. They got it going on and they are already starting to interfere with the election in 2020. What should we do? Let's keep investigating Donald Trump. I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. What do you think, Chris Cuomo? Hold on, let me just hit the, see, that would have been funny if I hit the button. Conflicting thoughts and double and triple negatives about what Mueller was not allowed to do and what he didn't say about what he would if do if he didn't have to. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly my point. See, he gets it. 855-765-1045. Quick break, news, traffic, weather, more of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This report is a wake-up call. We must get right on the horse. Johnny on the pony and do everything we can to stop Russia from interfering in the 2020 election because it's clear as a bell they did in 2016. Yeah, ding-a-ling. Uh, Johnny on the Johnny on the pony. By the way, David Mandarin, who watches us on Twitch, uh, one of our faithful followers on Twitch. And if you've ever if you've never checked out Twitch, by all means, it's so much fun. Uh, but he was able to find uh, the definition of Johnny on a pony, or Johnny was it Johnny on the pony? Johnny on the pony. Well, it's uh, actually Johnny on a pony, Chuck. But whatever. Uh, it's a game called Buck Buck. Uh, also known as Johnny on the Pony. It's a children's game. Uh, in one version of the game, it's played when one player climbs another's back, and the climber guesses the number of certain objects out of sight. I don't understand that. This one's probably more more clear. Another version of the game is played with one group of players climbing on the backs of a second group in order to build as large a pile as possible or to cause the supporting players to collapse. So I guess what he's saying here is we need to all jump on the Russians' backs so that they collapse and and they uh, and they can't interfere with the election. Johnny on the pony. By the way, in Europe, they play the same uh, game in the United Kingdom. Only there, it's called high cockalorum, which is which is. Which I, I don't. Which I would. I would rather have. I would rather have Chuck, uh, Charles Schumer, Schumer say, "Hey, you know, it's high cockalorum." Uh, we got to anyway, uh, Monta Kitty is what they call it in, in Scotland. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Thank you, David Mandarin, by the way, for that, uh, that excellent, uh, definition. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Hi, Cockalorum. This is Lorenzo in Jacksonville. How you doing, Lorenzo? 
I was calling and said, they done stumped the genius with Johnny on the pony. I ain't know what that was. Oh, you didn't I know what? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I thought he was trying to say Johnny on the spot. Johnny come marching home. Yeah. They stumped the genius. I got the admit. All right. Well, I'm, well, listen, Lorenzo, two things I love about you is, number one, you refer to yourself as the genius. And number two, uh, you called in to let us know that you didn't, even if, if Lorenzo didn't know what Johnny on the spot was, I mean, that definitely that definitely is an obscure reference. 855-765-1045. Rob in Jacksonville. What's up, Rob? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? Doing great, man. What do you want to say, sir? Well, first of all, happy almost Friday. Yeah, you now too. Make a, yeah, definitely. Now I want to make a couple quick questions about, or a couple quick comments about Mueller's uh, statement. Okay. First of all, he's not only talking to the uh, Democrats about impeachment when he mentioned that he can't. He very specifically said he cannot charge a president while he is in office. So he's also talking to the voters, hey, if they don't impeach him, vote him out of office and then we can charge him. Right. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Although here's the thing. Most voters don't watch Bob Mueller's uh, press conference. Most voters don't watch the president's press conferences. Most voters only know what they know from their friends or social media or, God forbid, CNN, which is kind of a problem. But uh, you're right about that. There were a lot of subliminal messages in there. A lot of subliminal well, Mark, I think you got a point there, but I would argue that the people that do pay attention to what Mueller's saying are the people that he's wanting to speak to. Yeah. Because they're, they're the ones that are still all anti-Trump and all hate Trump. Um, the second comment that I wanted to make is now that we've got, now you were talking about Chris Cuomo on CNN and his comments about Russia, you know, it's always really been about Russia. Now that they can't focus so much on Trump, they want to turn the direct the focus onto Russia so as to take the focus off of investigating the origins of the investigation. Yeah. So you think that that's so it's why distraction and projection. Right. Because they're I mean, they need something. They need something to keep the uh, the eyes, the prying eyes of the Department of Justice off of them. And, that, and Nancy Pelosi even spoke to that yesterday. She said she's so disappointed in the Department of Justice. She's now what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to. I guess you would say depoliticize Mueller, who is a political operative and has been his entire life, and politicize the Department of Justice. They're trying to now portray the Department of Justice as a partisan institution that is under the under the tutelage or under the, um, the, uh, the the charge of William Barr is now protecting the president at any and all cost. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying, or that's what they're going to try to do. So when the Department of Justice starts to, because they know it's happening, it's already happening, it's going to continue, it's going to go well into 2020. Nancy Pelosi knows it, Chuck Schumer knows it, Barack Obama, they all know. They are in the crosshairs of the DOJ. So all they can do now is is criticize the Department of Justice and William Barr and make him seem like a partisan political hack, which they're experts on because they all are. And that way, when he starts investigating, they can say this is just this is just a Republican strategy to uh, to throw, uh, you know, the scent off of Donald Trump and to disrupt the election. Don't think Biden's cleared in any of this either. 
Don't think Joe Biden, Joe Biden sat next to Barack Obama with his shirt sleeves rolled up and his feet propped up on the Oval, on the, on the Resolute desk in the Oval Office for eight years, listening in and talking and strategizing and sharing little tidbits and ideas and nuggets. And he was in, he was a huge part of the Democratic National Committee. He was a huge part of the fundraising efforts. He was almost the nominee. He is not squeaky clean at all. He is right there in the thick of things. And as a result, Joe Biden, I mean, this is horrible timing for the Democrats to have their front runner, an old school, old party, old Washington, D.C., swamp dwelling Democratic operative be their number one choice, be their number one candidate. They'd be better off going with somebody like Bernie or Buttigieg or Beto or anyone of the other B names. Because you can't run for president unless you have a B name on the Democratic ticket. But any one of them would be better because Biden is so tainted. And the more they dig into this whole 2016 election mess and Hillary's emails and the DNC and the, the FISA warrants and the, and the Steele dossier and all this stuff, the more they dig into it, the more they're going to find out about Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and the man sandwiched in between the two of those, which is probably the worst place to be sandwiched was Joe Biden, 855-765-1045. One more thing I want to say about Mueller. He ended with this, too. This was another one of his big statements, and he he started and ended with the same statement, basically, and he, he was trying to extricate himself from the situation. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. Mm-hmm. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. And then he went on to say that if I speak further about this matter, there will be nothing new. My report is my testimony. He said, he goes, this report is my testimony. There will be nothing else uh, that I will add or subtract from what you've already read in the 420-page report. He's saying, don't call me up in front of a congressional committee. Don't call me up to testify to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Don't involve me anymore. I did my part. I would like to leave. And I don't think this guy should get to have the say as to whether or not he testifies. I don't think he should say, hey, you know what? Thank you for your time. Thanks for the millions of dollars. Thanks for making me a household name. Thanks for cementing my place in history. Thanks for giving me the ability to go out and get a cush job or open my own law firm and live happily ever after. Now I'm just going to ride off into the sunset. Ain't nobody in Washington get to make the call on how they end their legacy. And I don't I know I know that the president doesn't want Bob Mueller talking to anybody. I don't know. I know that the president doesn't want this thing to go on at all. He wants to end it. But I don't think Bob Mueller should be able to just walk away from this. You take this job and you take everything that goes with it. And if I were Lindsey Graham, I would subpoena him just out of spite. I would say, oh, yeah, you don't want to talk to Congress. You don't want to talk to Senate. You've already said enough. Guess what? We're going to need you here next Wednesday for an eight hour committee meeting where we're going to talk to you about not just your report, but the statement you just made. He said the report is his testimony, but then he made a statement. You are well within your power to call him up in front of a committee and grill him about the statement he gave about the report, because 
that's how it works in one. <laughs> that's what they do. And you bring in a bucket of fried chicken and you have a you have a gay old time. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. And then if you're feeling really great about yourself, you all get together afterward for a game of uh, Johnny on the Pony. Johnny on the Pony. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Did nothing wrong. The Democrats will always reach. They will never let things go. They need to just get over themselves and move forward and do what's best for our country. The Mueller testimony confirmed what all of us conservatives already knew since 2016. A.G. Barr needs to instruct Mullet to make himself available to the House and Senate Judiciary Committees regarding the special counsel's probe. I agree with that. I don't think that I want Mueller to testify. I know that the president does. and I know a lot of Dem- Republicans don't. But I say I say don't let this guy call the shots any longer. Don't let this guy say, hey, I need more time. Hey, I need more money. Hey, I came to the conclusion that nothing happened. But, hey, you know what? I'm going to walk out of here making you think that something did actually happen so that the Democrats can continue their investigation and the president can continue to sweat. And instead of ending this once and for all so the country can heal, I'm just going to, you know, stir the pot a little bit. I'm just going to throw a turd in there before I walk out the door. Like, you know, drop a turd in the pool and then go home. That's exactly what he did. And I don't think he should get to do that. I think that anybody who has the power to subpoena this guy should. And I think they should put him in front of some kind of committee and grill him for hours and ask him the same questions over and over again. Start in the Senate where there's more Republicans than Democrats. Let him sit and endure what everyone else has had to sit and endure. Michael Cohen, uh, Bill Barr, every single other person. Let him get subpoenaed. Let him get his assistant subpoenaed and everyone on his team subpoenaed and anyone he ever went to a high school dance with subpoenaed. Give him a taste of his own medicine. He started this. I don't think he should get to finish it. I'm a very vindictive person, though. Ron from uh, Southside. How you doing, Ron? Hey, this is Ron on Southside. Yes, I got sir. a question about the uh, investigation. They keep saying it was an attempt to overthrow the presidency. Mm. Okay. Well, great. Where's our good defenders of the republic, the George Bush and the Governor Bush? Where are these? Republicans haven't heard a single lousy word about it. Whether they like Trump or not doesn't matter. They should be more concerned about the presidency. Well, look, I mean, they're all they're all long gone. There's no way at all uh, that the Bushes are going to say anything. I mean, Donald, George Bush, uh, George W. He does, I mean, he hasn't said anything about anything except for he praised Bill Clinton for a while. Uh, you know, uh, Barbara Bush hated Donald Trump, said that he was one of the reasons that, uh, you know, th- th- there was a, a heart attack. Uh, Jeb Bush was I'm totally demoralized by Donald Trump. They're not going to come to his aid at all. Constitution, Constitution, Republic or Schmublic. They don't care anymore. They're out of it. And they're just going to sit in Texas and do whatever. But there are you're right. I mean, there's a lot of other people who should be coming to Donald Trump's defense and are. I mean, you have Lindsey Graham, who, you know, is always defending him. Now, he is, of course, still in office. But you've got other people like Newt Gingrich, who constantly stands up for the Constitution and as Speaker of the House knows what Congress can and should do and shouldn't do, most importantly, has a good idea of what they will do. Uh, you've got others like uh, I mean, there's I mean, there's so many. There's so many people that held office and that do want to. And the problem you have is that the only surviving presidents other than George W. Bush are all Democrats. 
you've got Bill Clinton, who's too busy, you know, chasing women down the street at the Memorial Day parade. You've got Barack Obama, who has, hasn't yet figured out how to monetize the situation, but as soon as he does, will launch some kind of book tour or some kind of speaking tour or some kind of Netflix TV show, whatever. As soon as there's money involved, Barack Obama, uh, you'll start seeing him pop up again. He just hadn't figured it out yet. And then you've got Gerald Ford, who, let's be honest, if that guy is just wakes up every day, takes a breath and goes, oh, my God, I'm still here. That's all he cares about. So there's no there's no Republican presidents who have already served, who can come forward or would be willing to come forward and say Donald Trump's right. Everybody else is wrong. Eight five five seven six five one zero. President Bush is just way too nice. He's, he was always way too nice, and that's one of the reasons Dick Cheney was so important and so uh, you know such a powerful vice president uh, because he was just too nice a guy. He was a party guy. Dick Cheney was the actual political power in a lot of those uh, in a lot of those places in Washington. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Peter from St. Augustine. How you doing, Peter? Good morning. I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing great, man. What do you want to say? Well, I totally concur with you. Robert Mueller should be called, hauled up in front of Congress and the Senate, just like they're going to do to Comey and like they're going to do to Brennan and the rest of them. Let me tell you why. Okay. Robert Mueller knew. Knew he's a never-Trumper. He knew in the first week, maybe two weeks, that there was no collusion. He let this farce go on. He could have killed it right there. He let it go on. He did orchestrated leaks to the media so the public would think Trump was going to be convicted. Mm -hmm. Therefore, and, and then it made 30 weak-kneed Republicans not want, to re, not run, want to run again. And therefore, what occurred was we have an illegitimate speaker and an illegitimate House of Representatives. Because without all that, without Mueller, I really doubt the Democrats would be in power and that whack job would be the speaker. Oh, wait a minute. You're, so you're saying, let me get it. Peter, I want to make sure that I'm clear on this. I think I am, but I want to make sure everyone else is following along. You're saying Correct. that Bob Mueller and his committee and his investigation uh, that went on and on and on for two years, you're saying that right. that interfered with the election in 2018 the way they claim the Russians interfered with the election in 2016. Absolutely. And you know what? One question needs to be asked of Mueller. One question, and I hope Lindsey Graham does it or somebody else. When did you know he wasn't guilty, and why did you do nothing about it at that point in time? Peter, that's... Yeah, that's genius. we got to take a quick break. Somebody give Peter a Mark Show t-shirt because I was, that was, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. What the, what the Democrats are accusing the Russians of doing in the Donald Trump campaign, Mueller did in the campaign of every single congressional Democrat who won their seat in 2018. Hey, thanks so much for your call. 855-765-1045. We're just getting warmed up. We got more to come. Uh, more of your phone calls, more open mic messages. It's all on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Y'all got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just mind getting it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing Solid on truth. I love you, show brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Lale, 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 get your Johnny on the pony. <laughs> hey, thank you for that. 
1045. That's the easy way to get through if you're on a cell phone or you can dial 855-765-1045 or just leave us an open mic message. That seems to be what everyone's doing today. There is seriously something wrong with these Democrats. I mean, I don't know why it took you that long to realize it. I like how the Democrats say nobody is above the law, yet Hillary got away with murder. I mean, she's the only one. She's the only. Nobody is against is above the law. Um, but, you know, also, I do. Is she still really alive? Because that's always been in question whether she made it through the campaign. Uh, we're not really sure. Come on, Mark. You're not going to jump on the bandwagon with everyone else and talk about what Mueller didn't say. No, I'm not at all. I'm just going to say I don't think he should be able to. Here's my theory about Mueller. This guy has the life. This guy has the life. This guy gets to create his own job. He literally has no boss for two years. No boss. Making millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Paying, picking and choosing when he wants to work, who he wants to work with, who he wants to hire. I mean, this guy literally has it all. He's He's got it, No one can fire him. The president of the United States wants to fire him. Can't. Can't do it. He is. He could have stayed for two more years if he wanted to. He could still be investigating right now, and nobody would care, except for Donald Trump and a whole bunch of deplorables. But basically, he had a cush job. He had it going for two years. Then, when he left, he filed his report. Not exactly what everyone was hoping for. The Democrats were hoping it would be it would be a a a basically carte blanche to impeach the president. They thought it would be everything they needed to remove Donald Trump from office, wrapped up in a nice little box with a cute little bow, you know, maybe a little card that says to the Democrats from Mueller, you know, Merry Christmas, something like that. Didn't happen. The Republicans also thought it was going to be a complete and total exoneration, which it was mostly, but there was a little tiny bit of doubt, which Mueller didn't say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. I mean, he called a press conference yesterday. He went up, he made a statement. And instead of resolving that doubt, instead of saying, hey, here's explicitly what I was charged with doing, and here's what we did, and here's the outcome, and the, here's the conclusion you should be drawing. Here's the conclusion any sane person would draw from my report. Instead of doing that, he said, hey, you know what, let the insanity continue. Just keep on going. The witch hunt, it's not over. Grab those pitchforks. Grab those torches. Come on, we got a monster we got to go slay. Let's keep grar. Let's keep going. He didn't do anything at all to end it. And then, adding insult to injury, he then said, by the way, mic drop, I'm out of here. I'm going to get in my Subaru. I'm going to drive away. I'm going to go back to my private life. And I'm done. Any other testimony you you ask me to give is going to be the same thing in the report. So guess what? There's no need to talk to me anymore. He literally said, this is the last time I expect to speak on this. And now, after everything this guy's gotten, after the after the, the glory he's received, and I mean, his name ingrained it right there with Donald Trump. It's Trump Mueller report forever for history. This guy will be in history books. This guy will get $150,000 to speak for 45 minutes anywhere in the world. He can travel to Dubai. He can travel to France. He can travel to Italy. He can travel to the UK. He could travel to New, I mean, he could just, he could probably run. He could be an elected emperor of New York or California. This guy will be comfortable for the rest of his life. And I don't think he should be able to do that. I don't think he should get away scot-free. I don't think he should leave without the door hitting him in the butt on the way out. I think you call him if he wants to start his private life. I don't think he should get to choose when that happens because nobody else did. Paul Manafort probably wanted to go on living his life and he can't. 
what now you got Don McGahn who's under subpoena almost because he just wanted to live his, his life. He can't. The president just wants to live his life and, and, and create jobs and boost the economy and keep us safe from immigration. The president just wants to make new trade deals so we have more money and it's better and easier for us to buy things that we need. He wants to make us a player again. The president wants to make us a player. All that Miller wants to do is play us. And I don't think we should give him the chance. I say, who cares what he's going to say? Make him endure. Make him endure hours, days, even weeks of testimony. Make him endure subpoenas. Make him hire a law firm to defend him. He's a private citizen now. He quit. If he gets subpoenaed, it's come out of his pocket. Some lawyer, some law firm is going to is going to bleed him dry, just like Manafort's law firm did, just like Michael Cohen's law firm did, just like what's what's his name? The other all of them, everyone from day one all the way through every single person has had to hand over, fork over their hard earned money, their fortunes in some cases to law firms. Why? Because of these ridiculous claims. Because of these ridiculous charges and, and a lot of times because of crimes that were committed as a result of this investigation. He should not be able to walk away scot-free. Call him up. Put his butt on the stand and make him answer the questions. Make him do what he forced all these other innocent people to do. Don't let him call the shots. Don't let him write his own happy ending. 855-765-1045. Jim on the north side. How are you, Jim? Hey, Mark, I'm doing good. Um, what I want to say was um, forget about these endless investigations that these Democrats are doing. What I'm looking at is starting with the next presidential election uh -huh. and, and watch and see what I'm telling you. Anytime, the, uh, starting with the next election and going forward, anytime the Democrats lose an election, they're going to blame it on Russia or some other foreign country. When they lose, but if they win, it's going to be, oh, no, there was no interference. We won a fair and square. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, look, you're absolutely right. This whole thing is it's all just political posturing. In fact, really everything in Washington is political posturing, whether it's an investigation, whether it's impeachment, whether it's a speech, whether it's a subpoena. Everything is run through the funnel of how does this benefit me politically? Because in Washington, D.C., it's all about. That, I mean, if you don't get reelected, you have no power. And if you have no power, you have no profit because money, power, it's all it's it's arm in arm, hand in hand. And and if you get to a specific point in your career, you can then be a correspondent. You can be a writer. You can write books. You can give speeches, all those things. It's all about power and profit in politics. That's what it is. And the Democrats, as much as they as much as they herald socialism, they're only running for election so that they can pad their own pockets. Bernie Sanders is the perfect example. It's ironic. I mean, you've got all of these capitalists, some of the most successful capitalists in the history of the country running around proclaiming socialism because it will put more money in their pocket. They're selling socialism, which is really one of the most capitalistic things you can do. And that's why. Every time a subpoena is fired off, every time there's a committee meeting, every time there's an opportunity to get in front of a camera, they will do it. Case in point, Jerry Nadler, who not once, not once, but twice called a committee meeting to interview a witness who he knew was not going to be there. <laughs> he called a committee meeting. He knew. I mean, A.G. William Barr said, I'm not coming on Tuesday. I'm not going to answer questions asked to me by an attorney. 
If you want to ask me a question, no problem. If a member of your uh, committee wants to ask me a, a, a question, no problem. If your Congress people, if your committee mem members can't verbalize their own questions, then I'm not going to sit there and get grilled but like I'm being prosecuted for something. So thanks for the invite. I'm not going to be there. Jerry Nadler held the meeting anyway, invited the cameras in anyway, brought in the microphones. His buddy's bringing in a bucket of fried chicken, little chicken on river chicken on the dais. And it was all to perpetuate and to promote his own political career. There's no other reason. For, nobody knew who Jerry Nadler was two years ago. Now he's on our TV screens every single day. His voice echoes through the hallways of this building and through your radios. He's all over. The, his face is all over the Drudge Report and CNN and Fox News. Jerry Nadler has created himself or turned himself into a household name. And he's done it on the back of this Russian investigation. The rest of them do Adam Schiff. Nobody, you would have been able to pick pencil neck Adam Schiff out of a crowd of pencil neck people. But because of this whole thing, because of Donald Trump, because of the attention he's getting, he's famous. People are now going to his town hall meetings. You know, people are writing him letters. People are, are calling and saying, please come on our TV show. It's all about power and it's all about profit. And, and, and he's exactly right. They're going to keep doing it, especially now that they need as much power and profit as they can get because they need a Democrat in the White House. I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them, though. And I'll tell you why here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. More of the Marcasio. We do have what the bleep on the way, too, because it's Thursday. It's still thrown off because of the whole Monday was a holiday thing, but it is Thursday. So we will not leave here without doing what the bleep. It's all uh, coming up. Stay tuned to the News 104.5 WOKV. from the special counsel, Robert Mueller, who said there were multiple systemic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Yeah, it does now that you realize that they were uh, attacking you and not, not Donald Trump. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is, a, this is a really tricky situation for the Democrats. They are, I mean, it's never good to be a Democrat, but today especially, it's really difficult. Because if you, when you peel back all of the fake news, when you peel back all of their, when you peel back all of their rhetoric, when you peel back these storylines that they're trying to sell to the American public, they're in a real pickle, man. And I'll explain that to you here in just a minute. First, though, Donald's been holding very patiently uh, from Jacksonville. Donald, how are you? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Oh, fine. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, if Hillary sold our uranium to the Russians and she got more than money, she was the one who got Russia to spy on the election. Mm. That's my belief. That's an interesting look. That, that's an interesting belief. The Russian Russian interference goes way back, and it's interesting to me because the Democrats loved interfering with Russia. They loved Barack Obama was ready to make deals with them. Remember, after the election, I'll have more leeway. You tell you tell Putin that, and then Hillary Clinton and and you know every, they had all kinds of dealings with Iran, which is basically having dealings with a Russia with Russia. They had they were in bed with Russia constantly when it behooved them. And I think part of I think part of the problem is that when Russia came down to it, when Russia had the choice, when Russia, who who Barack Obama wanted to bring into the fold as this great world power and work with, and Hillary Clinton, of course, she I mean she sold she sold secrets to China. She would of course sell things to the Russians. She collected money from China. She was I mean she, anything with a price tag. She would have taken a bunch of rubles and done whatever Putin wanted her to. 
And I think the one of the biggest problems that they all have now is that when Putin started interfering with the election and had his choice as to which candidate he was going to back, he backed Donald Trump. And that had to have just, you know, ticked them off even more. The one guy out there, you know, they, this guy is an horrible dictator. This guy is an awful president. This guy executes people. This guy is super powerful. We got to watch out for this guy. This guy still wants the destruction of the United States of America. We want to work with him. We want to work. We will. We'll work with him. No problem. We'll do it. We'll do it undercover. You know, we'll do it on the DL. But then when Russia starts hacking and when they start stealing emails and when they start, uh, you know, uh, publishing these things via WikiLeaks to hurt a campaign, it's not Trump's campaign they're hurting. It's Hillary's. She's got to be so mad, like a jilted. That's a jilted lover right there. Like you're dating a guy and then all of a sudden he asks someone else to the prom. Hillary, no wonder she's ticked off. No wonder she's so mad. All of them are. And now, of course, here's the problem. In 2020, the Democrats believe that it's going to happen again. And they know that it's going to happen again to them. There's nothing that has happened over the last two years that would make Vladimir Putin and Russia change their minds. There's nothing that has happened over the last two years that would make Vladimir Putin go, maybe Trump not the right choice. Maybe we take other, maybe we take Biden. That's not going to happen. Nobody is, nobody in Russia is thinking the United States and Russia's relationship would be better off if somebody else was president other than Donald Trump. So they know if it happens again, it's going to happen again to them. The second thing is, if they stop it, if they stop Russian interference in the election, if they strengthen the polls, if they strengthen strengthen the voting system, if they strengthen the ability for anyone to hack into the system or or cast a phony ballot or vote who isn't uh, supposed to vote, anyone who's an illegal immigrant, anyone who's dead, anyone who's a dead illegal immigrant, all these people should not be voting. And in order to keep Russia from meddling in our election, they've got to clock, they've got to like throw, drop the hammer on all of it. They've got to go in to Broward County and Palm Beach County and clean house and fire everybody. And they've got to make sure they've got voting machines that work. And they've got to make sure that they've got technology that is second to none. And they've got to make sure that not just the Russians, but nobody can interfere with the election. And that is bad for the Democrats. Because if you leave it up to the voters, they're going to have a problem. If you leave it up to the American voters, it's going to be very difficult for the Democrats to win outright because the American voters chose Donald Trump. And they have shown no reason why the American voters shouldn't choose Donald Trump again. In fact, they've done the opposite. They came in two years ago. And they got control of Congress and they had this huge uprising in the Congress and all these Republicans were like, hey, you know what? I don't like being a Republican anymore. I'm going to retire. And the Democrats snagged their seats. And now they have this overwhelming majority in the House of Representatives. And what do they do? Do they work on infrastructure? Do they work on health care? Do they pass any kind of formative legislation? Do they help Donald Trump build the wall to keep us all safe? No. They attack him and fight him and investigate him. And everything that you, the American voters, said you wanted to happen, they are trying to stop. So when it comes time to vote again in two years, not only have they not given you a reason to not vote for Donald Trump again, they've not given you a reason to vote for them. In fact, they've probably given you reasons to vote against them because Donald Trump, he's going to stay in office. And the only thing that's stopping him from getting his agenda complete is having the support of both houses of Congress. And the only way they can guarantee that that support is maintained is if they keep the election system unsafe. But they can't do that because the Russians want Donald Trump probably more than Donald Trump does. That's according to them. 
The Russians, the whole point of this Mueller report, the takeaway from every Democratic who's he, what's it, that we heard from yesterday is that Russia interfered to get Donald Trump election elected. So they can't let that happen again. And in doing so, they screw themselves. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Your phone call is coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Forward and why aren't the other presidents coming forward and supporting Donald Trump or saying this is wrong or saying put an end to this? You know, our constitution and our whole country is being torn apart. We should just we should just stop it. Stop listening to Mueller. And there, a couple things came to mind. First of all, I mentioned I was trying to uh, talk about Jimmy Carter, but I called him Gerald Ford. And I thought that's that's insulting to the memory of President Ford. Uh, but yeah, I meant, of course, Jimmy Carter as the uh, the fine people on the Internet. So that's the great thing about the Internet. When you screw up, man, they are right there to tell you you did something wrong. So thanks, Internet. I appreciate that. Also, uh, George H.W. Bush, George Bush I, who was Reagan's VP and then served as president for one term before he was defeated by Bill Clinton. I was in high school. It was a funny story. My wife made me clean basically everything. This Memorial Day, it was like cleaning day. Whenever there's a holiday, you know, a lot of people go to the beach or a lot of people cook out or a lot of people take vacations. A lot of people will go see a movie. You know, Memorial Day, a big day. My wife is like, oh, day off. We can clean something. So, you know, whether it's the garage or whatever, this time it happened to be our closets in our bedroom. And there were a lot of boxes and junk and, you know, old paperwork, whatever. And she hauls out this box, and it's all dusty and old and brown, and it's a box my father sent me like, I don't know, 10 years ago when he moved out of his home, and it just says Mark's memories or whatever, and I, and she throw, and it smells like a, ba- a basement, you know, which, so I know it's old because we don't have basements in Florida. And uh, she goes, can you just open this, and can you, you know, just go through it, and if you don't want it, just throw it away, and if you want it, put it in a smaller box. And I said, sure. So I ripped it open. I started going through it. And there were like I wrote, you know, in the school paper back when news was real, uh, you know, there were a couple of articles I wrote about the orchestra. And there was uh, I had a column that was called Remarks, which I thought was kind of funny. I'd forgotten all about it. There were some there were some old, you know, awards, my old report cards, which my kids were mortified by because my grades were so much worse than theirs. And they're always upset because I tell them they have to get good grades. And then, of course, they found my old report. You're like, you got a D in algebra? They're like 11. They're like, how do you get a D in algebra? I could get an A in algebra. I'm 11. But, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that's either here or that's ancient history. You know, your parents, you always want your kids to strive to be better and do better and do more than you did as a child. And then I was going through and I found stuff from my, my graduation, which I pointed out to my kids. Look, at least I graduated. There was my diploma. And then there was the uh, the what do you call it? The um, like not the playbill, but the uh, what do you call it? Like the not the announcement, but, you know, the, the little thing. What do you call those things, Josh, when you go to like the movies or the theater and they give you a. Like it's a wedding. program. Thank you. See, thank you. Uh, Scott knows it's a program. There's a program for my uh, for my graduation. I'm looking through it. I'm trying to find my name, and I found my name. And you know, sure enough, I and more proof that I graduated high school. And then I found a letter from then because I lived in North Carolina. It was then North Carolina Governor Jim Martin. And I open up the letter and I go, Why do I have a letter from Governor Jim Martin? And he, I start reading the letter and it says, Dear Mark. 
thank you so much for inviting us to attend your graduation ceremony this June. Unfortunately, we will be unable to attend. But the you know Mrs. Martin and I or the first lady whatever and I we wish you all the best to you and your class and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh my god, did I? I'm sorry, did I invite the governor of North Carolina to my graduation ceremony? Have no no recollection of that, no clue. Didn't remember it happening at all. So I put it. So I go to my wife. I go, look, evidently I was arrogant enough to invite the governor of our state to my graduation ceremony. He didn't come, but he wrote me back a letter. Then. I go to the next piece in the box, and it's an even nicer envelope, and it's an even nicer letter. And I open it up, and it has the the seal of the White House on it. And there's a note from then-President George Bush and his wife, Barbara. And I'm sure it wasn't handwritten. It was handwritten by some staffer. But it says, again, Dear Mark, thank you for inviting us to your graduation. So evidently this was a thing. I don't know if anyone else did this. But I, I have evidently had some extra announcements because, you know, you send out announcements and basically you send announcements to people saying, hey, I'm graduating. Send me money. Right. That's the that's the whole goal of the graduation announcement. But I sent one to the president of the United States, the governor, and they both wrote me back. And I had these things in this box that I totally forgot about 30 years later. Wait a minute. Almost 30 years later, I totally forgotten I ever did it. So if you're graduating. If you are graduating or if you if you've already graduated, but you have some announcements left over, take one out. Just write, you know, President Trump, the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. I don't think you need the zip code. I think it'll get there. Throw it in the mailbox. Put a stamp on it. Throw it in the mailbox. If you write to Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, the governor's mansion, Tallahassee, Florida. I almost said Pensacola for some reason. And then, you know, again, just put a stamp on it, throw it and see what happens. Because I guarantee, I guarantee this is probably still a thing. And it's still probably protocol to send back a letter or a note to somebody uh, that sends you something. It's just, you know, it's just that that kind of goodwill politics. And I'm curious, send one to Governor Scott, too. I don't know where he lives anymore. Someplace, someplace. Uh, I'm sure someplace really nice. I'm sure a guy's a billionaire. But, uh, you know, th- see what you get. Because I had these things that I even forgot about. I just threw them in the uh, threw them in the mail, and they both wrote me back. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I don't want to get into the Bill Clinton campaign button I found in my wife's closet, but you know we'll talk about that another day. Neil in Orange Park, how are you, Neil? Good. How you doing? Good, man. What do you want to say? I have a theory on why Bushes don't like uh, Trump. <laughs> okay. Well, let me hear that. I'd love to hear this. What's your theory? Well, first of all, after uh, Trump gets done with the Democrats and uh, gets these uh, criminals thrown in jail or for treason or whatever he's going to do to them, I've seen so much evidence that 9-11 was a hoax and Bush might have known something about that before the 9-11 attack. So I'm wondering that if if, if he's going to go after that whole scenario and open that whole can of worms up. Interesting. I think that, I mean, look, I I don't know why uh, the Bushes hate Donald Trump. That could be part of it. I think more likely is that he basically derided Jeb Bush so much during the election that it caused uh, his father to have a heart attack and that it caused Jeb Bush to fall out of the race and not only out of the race, but really out of the political spotlight forever. Jeb Bush, I think, had real hopes and dreams and real ideas that he could be the third Bush president. He could be the next in line. I think he thought, well, if my father did it. And if my if my party time brother did it twice, surely I could do it and I could win Florida. 
And that didn't happen. He lost Florida to Donald Trump. He pulled out of the race. He lost countless millions of dollars, all the support. The Bush name was nothing, and it was all because of Donald Trump. And he was mean, and he was vindictive, and he called him names, and Barbara Bush hated the man and wouldn't have anything to do with him. And that's why you never saw it. George Bush was quiet forever, not just because he didn't want to step on anyone's toes, but because he didn't really like the people that were getting attacked. He didn't really like the people. And George Bush is so nice that he's not going to say, I don't like you. He's just not going to say, I like you when everyone else is attacking you. He's just going to stay in Texas, stay on the ranch, hang out with his, uh, you know, hang out with Laura and, and the dogs, uh, listen to some country music, maybe go to a ball game or something and, you know, let everybody out. Let, it's someone else's turn to be president. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Bill and Hastings. Hey, Bill, how are you? Bill, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's up, Bill? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm just calling in to play with the bleep. Oh, my God. Is it that time already? Holy shnikes. It sure is. All right, Bill. uh, Thanks for the reminder. Hang tight. We'll put you on hold. All right. Well, you got one person ready to play with the bleep. (laughs) It's like, hey, uh, can you shut up and let's play for some free stuff? All right. And we'll do it. 855-765-1045. We need one more contestant for what the bleep. We'll take a we'll take a clip from this week's uh, newscast and we will bleep out one word. If you can correctly identify the word, you get the point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Marques show prize pack. 855-765-1045. Call now if you want to take on Bill in what the bleep. It's next on News 104.5 WOKV. Dang, Mark. Remind me to never piss you off. That's always great advice. That's all. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much for that. Uh, 855-765-104. I'm sorry. I just don't think that I just don't think that Mueller should be able to, to ride off into the sunset. I don't think that he should just get a free pass. He shouldn't be able to call the shots and say, hey, you know what? I did my job. I did my job. You know what? It's time for me to it's time for me to go. I'm just going to I'm just going to get on the horse and ride away. Johnny on the pony. Yeah. Johnny or, or Bill on the horse. Uh st- Star Star 1045. All right, it's time for us to play one of our favorite games of the week, and that is What the Bleep, which is very, in fact, it's uh, not only our favorite game, it's a lot of people's favorite games because Bill's been holding for like 20 minutes now, uh, ready to play this game. Bill from Hastings, you still there? Yes. All right, great. All right, great, Bill. Uh, you're going to be playing against Mike in Jacksonville. Mike, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Oh, great. Uh, Mike, say hi to Bill. Bill, say hi to Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hi, Bill. Oh, you guys are good. All right, Bill. You guys, I hope the friendliness stays uh, when the competition starts. Here's how this works once again, guys. We'll be playing you clips from this week in politics and news. And all you have to do is tell us what the bleep. All you have to do is say, hey, uh, we're gonna, it, it, what's going to happen is there's going to be one word missing. And all you have to do is correctly identify that one word. And if you correctly identify that word, then you will get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. You guys got it? Yep, got it. Perfect. Bill, since you've been holding, like, pretty much the entire show, we're going to start with you, okay? Okay. All right, listen carefully to this first clip and tell us what the beep. This is, uh, what the bleep. This is Bob Mueller speaking yesterday at the Justice Department. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to a presidential candidate. What the bleep, Bill? Um, can you play that one more time? Yeah, I can play it one more. Listen carefully. Here we go. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to a presidential candidate. And to, um, and to obstruct? And to obstruct a president. That's a good guess. Let's play it and see what happens. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election 
and to damage a presidential candidate. Oh, damage. That was a close, that was a close one. You, okay. were, you were close, but no cigar. That's okay. It's still anyone's ballgame. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Mike, are you ready for your first clue? Ready. Listen carefully. This is Nancy Pelosi on stage reacting to Mueller's press conference yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Are you going to me and then I'm bound by classified rules of the house not to tell anybody? No, I don't think so. You want, you want to hear that one, well, one more time? Yeah, because it came in pretty quick. Yeah, listen, yeah, it came in pretty good. Listen carefully. Here it is. Well, you got me, and then I'm bound by classified rules of the house not to tell anybody. No, I don't think so. What do you think? Jeez. Handcuffed? Handcuffed. All right, let's take a listen. Well, you're going to show me, and then I'm bound by classified yeah. rules of the house not to tell anybody. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it was show me, but I like where your where your head's at. Handcuff. <laughs> That's so much better. I like that better for Nancy Pelosi. All right, still zero zero. We go back to you, Bill. Are you ready for your next one? Yes. Listen carefully. This is Jerry Nadler talking about Bob Mueller's uh, press conference yesterday. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. If Mueller wanted to the president, he would have said so. <laughs> what? What do you think? If Mueller wanted to. Uh... If Mueller wanted to clear the president? If Mueller wanted to clear the president, let's take a listen. If Mueller wanted to exonerate the president, he would have said so. Oh, exonerate. Yeah, it's a synonym, but unfortunately, uh, synonyms don't count. Uh, but that was you were on the right track. You were on the right track. This is a very, this is a very tight game so far. Zero, zero, deadlocked. You could break that tie right now, Mike. Are you ready? I am ready. This is Donald Trump speaking this morning about... Mueller's press conference yesterday. Yeah, press conference yesterday. Listen and tell us what the bleep. The releases were designed and timed. Wait a minute, that's not that's not the right one. Uh, Wait a minute, what happened? Like, what? That's, that's Nadler's voice, I think. Yeah, that sure was. Oh, something, something screwed up. All right, listen carefully. Here's Donald Trump. Tell us what the bleep. I will be making a major, my biggest on the border, probably today or tomorrow. <laughs> that's gonna go so wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> I could be making the biggest announcement. The biggest announcement. All right, let's take a listen and see what he uh, what he has to say here. Uh, hold on, let me get the music on. There we go. Listen carefully. I will be making a major statement, my biggest statement, on the border probably today or tomorrow. Statement. Again, close, but... Yeah, no, I know. It's really close, but it's not at all the same thing. Uh, nice try, <laughs> nice try, though. All right, here we go. Uh, back to, what was that, Bill? Yep. All right, Bill, here we go. You could You could take the lead if you get this one right. This is, I believe, Donald Trump again speaking this morning outside the White House. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? Got me elected. <laughs> what the bleep, Bill? I got me elected. I got me elected. Let's take a listen and see what happens. Here we go. Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Hey, look at that. Oh, you got it. Oh, 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 you're on the board. <laughs> All right. Fantastic job. Mike, here's the deal. You ready, Mike? I'm ready. All right. Listen carefully. We are down to one final clue. It is one nothing. You are down by one point. So what has to happen is you have to get this one right in order to force the tie. And if you force the tie, then basically what happens is we're forced to give you both stuff. Ready. Okay. All right. Hold on. Am I ready, though? All right. Here we go. Ready? Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. 
the word. The word is a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. The I word. The I word? Impeachment word. All right, let's listen and see what happens. The word. The word is a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. Wait a minute, that's the bleep. Please, sorry, we're having a little. Here, let's try this one. The word, the word impeach. It's a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. Oh, yeah, bravo. The I word is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> the game is tied one to one. Bill, Mike, you both win a Mark K Show prize pack. Uh, hang tight. We're going to hook you up with that. And wow, that is, that happens all. We've got to figure out a way to make sure that doesn't happen because we blow through like twice as many t shirts as we're supposed, as we're budgeted for. Uh, but we're like Congress that way. We're like the, we're like the federal government. We always spend way too much money. Uh, more so than we should. But that was a great, great round. Tomorrow, we're going to have another chance for you to win free stuff. Our other favorite game of the week, Fake News Friday. I can't remember. It's a four-day week this week. Monday was a holiday. Uh, also, I'll be off next Monday, but we won't talk about that yet. Stay tuned because coming up next, we've got Rush Limbaugh. We've got the news. If you ever want to comment about anything you hear, by the way, if you hear something throughout the day, we are always accessible on the News 104.5 mobile app. You can get the, at the Google Play Store, iTunes. Go to the open mic message. It's a, it's a free feature. You can record whatever you want. Send it to the studio. Uh, we'll play it live or we'll play it the next day when we get back in town. Or in town? In, in studio. Uh, stay tuned for more coming up on News 104.5 WOK. TV.